When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Delicious meets nutritious in the snack that packs a real protein punch, wonderful pistachios. Each one-ounce serving of wonderful pistachios has six grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value and making wonderful pistachios one of the highest protein nuts. But perhaps more than that, I love all of the flavors they have. Their sea salt and vinegar ones are my favorite when I'm craving that flavor but want to keep it healthy. But that's just the tip of the iceberg. Wonderful pistachios come in a variety of flavors, like chili roasted, honey roasted, smoky barbecue, and jalapeno lime, perfect for enjoying with family and friends or taking them with you on the go. Whether you're a pistachio purist who loves cracking open every nut or you prefer the convenience of no-shells pistachios, Wonderful Pistachios has got you covered. Grab Wonderful Pistachios and elevate your snacking game today. So fill up with a healthy snack when hunger strikes. Visit wonderfulpistachios.com to learn more. That's wonderfulpistachios.com. This is Optimal Health Daily, episode 279. What to do when your phone dies by Neghar Fanuni of negharfanuni.com. And I'm Dr. Neil, your very own personal narrator. Hey, welcome to a Thursday edition of Optimal Health Daily. This is one of five podcasts where we read to you from blogs for free so that you don't have to read them for yourself, except on Fridays. That's where I usually answer your questions. And since really what we're all after is happiness, that's probably why you're listening to this podcast is you're hoping I'm gonna share something with you that you'll do that'll make your life happier. And so here's a quote from Tony Robbins that addresses happiness. Quote, yesterday is but a dream and tomorrow is only a vision, but today well-lived makes every yesterday a dream of happiness and every tomorrow a vision of hope. Now, how is it possible to be happy when your phone dies? Well, let's get right to the post and find out as we optimize your life. What to do when your phone dies by Neghar Fanuni of negharfanuni.com. My phone was dead, again. I'd forgotten to bring my external charger, which I've been lovingly and nostalgically referring to as my landline. My battery life is questionable at best, so that little charger usually goes with me everywhere, resulting in my cell always being plugged into something. Side note, are landlines still a thing? In any case, I had a one and a half mile walk ahead of me. Not a long walk to be sure. At a comfortable pace, it'd only take about 30 minutes or so. I was enjoying extremely pleasant weather too, 70 degrees in Los Angeles at the end of January. I looked up, not a cloud in the sky. I take one to two leisure walks per day, but normally I distract myself. I pay attention to my surroundings in the basic sense, sure. I notice the weather and the scenery, and I do my best to be mindful. But I usually distract my senses with music, a podcast, or by watching the news. It's one of the few times I encourage multitasking, because if you're going to listen to a podcast anyway, why not do it while moving? But what I realized yesterday was that I had become overly accustomed to obnoxiously singing along with the Hamilton cast or laughing and or crying at the quips and queries on the guilty feminist. So accustomed, in fact, that the silence was at first unnerving. It seems silly as I write this, but I'm sure many of you can relate. 
We become so acclimated to constant digital connection and distraction that being without it can feel peculiar. So without headphones to plug into my ears, I plugged into the present instead. I listened to the sounds of birds chirping, cars whizzing by, and the chatter and laughter of the Sunday afternoon brunch crowd. I deliberately took greater notice of landscaping, the plants, trees, and flora that lined the streets and adorned the front yards of my colorful Venice neighborhood. I immersed myself fully in the act of walking, and it wasn't until I walked through my front door did I realize I hadn't really thought about anything as I walked. Okay, that's not entirely true. I had a godmother sandwich from Bay City's Deli waiting for me at home, so I did think about that. But outside of anticipating the sheer joy of biting into one of the world's greatest sandwiches, I just walked. Allow me to state the obvious here. This is meditation. Without the digital comforts of my phone to distract me, I was forced to meditate, and I loved every second of it. As someone who has long touted the myriad benefits of meditation, I'm not ignorant to the fact that most people are either intimidated by the idea, it's too big, or they suck at meditating so they give up, it's too hard. I get it. I'm all for making things as accessible and sustainable as possible, which is why I almost never recommend my clients commit to straight-up meditation right off the bat. The truth is that traditional meditation can be too big of a leap for most of us. The disparity between our tendency for constant connection and sitting in stillness and silence is massive. But what if everything was a form of meditation? Because the truth is, meditation is simply the act of presence. It means that we are aware of our bodily senses and our breath as we attempt to depart from the constant stream of consciousness that exists in our minds. Meditation isn't necessarily the absence of thinking, as much as it is an awareness of thought. Many forms of traditional meditation encourage a connection to the breath and invite you to label any thoughts that come up as simply thinking. It's the act of switching from doing mode to being mode, and it's a powerful tool in the journey towards greater calm, clarity, and composure. But let's get real. How many of us are really taking the time to sit still and do this? Kudos to you if you are. Personally, I find that three to five minutes is the maximum amount of time I can meditate without starting to tip towards anxiety. And hey, three to five minutes is just fine by me. It does the job and helps me feel less cluttered in my brain space. If you're anything like me and the hundreds of folks I've worked with, meditation in the traditional sense isn't always easily accessible. It's one of those things that we know we should be doing at this point. Few among us need to be convinced of its benefits, but we just can't seem to commit to a meditation practice. Again, what if everything was a form of meditation? What if walking, gardening, yoga, dancing, and doing the dishes were all forms of meditation? Here's my challenge to you. Fully engage in the task at hand without distraction and with the intention of presence. If you're walking, immerse yourself in your environment. Notice the sounds and sights. Connect to the feeling of walking. If you're gardening, feel your hands in the earth. Focus on the foliage, the colors, and the smells. If you're dancing, connect your body to the music. Feel your body moving and reacting to the beat. When you do the dishes, do so mindfully instead of begrudgingly. Feel the temperature of the water. Take in the smell of the dish soap. When you stretch or do yoga, connect to your inhale and exhale. Engage with the feeling of your body bumping up against limitations. The next time you go for a walk, a hike, or find yourself sitting in solitude with nature, do so without the distraction of your phone. I'm not saying do this every time. I like listening to my podcasts, but maybe one out of 10 times, leave your phone at home. If you can't leave it at home for logistical reasons, put it on airplane mode, or at the very least, make it less accessible. If you can force yourself to disconnect, even for just five to 10 minutes, there's something magical that happens in that simple act of disconnection. 
you actually reconnect to yourself. You just listened to the post titled, What to Do When Your Phone Dies by Nighar Fanuni of nigharfanuni.com. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites. One of the things I love about Indeed is that it filters out incompatible applicants. So when you're hiring, the process is much faster and you only have to consider applicants that are already likely to be a great fit. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at indeed.com slash health. Just go to indeed.com slash health right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash health. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. You all are gonna think weird of me, but I actually meditate when I clean the house. It is such a chore to vacuum the floors, mop them, vacuum the couch, dust. It usually takes me like half a day and I'm so detail-oriented, it was starting to drive me insane. And so what I ended up doing was, again, because my phone died, I actually meditated while I was cleaning the house and it was amazing. Instead of feeling exhausted afterwards, I actually felt rejuvenated. I had all of these thoughts, these great ideas came into my head while I was cleaning. I needed that quiet time to allow my brain to process everything. And as crazy as it sounds, I actually look forward to cleaning my house now because it's that assigned time for me where I know I'm gonna get a mental break. So I highly encourage you, look at some of those monotonous tasks that you do. I love the example of washing dishes. And use that as a time to just let your brain process and meditate, and think about being in the moment. Once you do experience this, I guarantee you, you'll never look at these chores the same. And the reason I'm using chores as an example, as opposed to exercise, is because we've talked about you doing this while you exercise. This has come up in previous shows many times before. So yes, I absolutely would love for you to meditate while you're walking, jogging, whatever it is. But if that's the time you really prefer to be listening to your own music or whatever, then look at those chores that you do. Look at those menial tasks that you have to do and use that time instead. All right, that's enough out of me today. That wraps up today's episode. Thank you for listening. Thank you for being a subscriber to the show. I hope you have a great rest of your Thursday. I'll see you in another special Friday episode tomorrow where your optimal life awaits.